Welcome back to another launch sequence. I am your host, Space Tomato or Keenan, if you'd like. And this is episode 30. It's a big one. I'm pumped for this. It's been seven months of weekly episodes. Um, and every episode still feels like the first one. But I'm glad that everybody is still here, hanging around and listening in. This week, I have with me Citizen Kate and Sexy Biscuit, two people who have joined the game this year and have kind of taken the community by storm. People love you guys. So I wanted to bring them on <laughs> and we could talk a little bit about gaming in general, Star Citizen, maybe the burnout topic a little bit and anything that comes to our minds. But first, how are you both doing today? I am very good. Um, it's it's Friday. It's the start of the weekend. What's not to love? <laughs> love a good Friday. True. Um, I'm doing good. Yeah. yeah. I'm all right. I'm, I'm waking up earlier in the morning now, so I'm more focused that's good it feels good to wake yeah. up i mean it feels horrible to wake up early but then it also feels good later <laughs> i hate waking up early I feel tired tired for like three or four hours after i wake up now so mm. <laughs> in the middle of the day i'm great I'm, I'm fine now so oh that's good um what have you guys been doing in games have you been are you only playing star citizen lately are you kind of branching out sexy biscuit i know you've been doing some witcher right so, Witcher 3, been my nemesis many years, tried playing it four times, and I hated it. I just couldn't get into it. I knew it was a good game. It just could not get into it whatsoever. And I recently bought it on the Switch OLED, and it's really good. <laughs> you see I the finally light? I see, like that Blues Brothers <laughs> clip. I see the light. Yeah, um, it's it, it's just I've I've gone through the first area, just going to all the little question marks, and I've done all of them. I've haven't even left the prologue area. It's it's so good. So like, I, I'm I'm yeah, it's just great. What do you think changed? I don't know. That's the, that's the <laughs> thing. I have no bloody clue. Uh, the downgraded graphics, I <laughs> got possibly? worse. Made it better. It's like that's that's the secret that all the companies want to know. What did they? What happened? I, it so, it's exactly the same game. There's no difference. Yeah. So, I, I loved it on Switch. It's it's a really bloody good port. Mm -hmm. It's made by Saber Interactive. They've all the DLC on the cartridge, and it's it's all one package, so you can just play everything. And yeah. it's, it's fast loading, fast fast travel. I mean, it, it loads really great. And it, even yes, there is a, obviously a downgrade in graphics, but right. still really fun to play. And it's solid three. Um, I just fallen in love with the gameplay and the characters so far that I've met and. Um, I love RPGs. I mean, I think I mentioned last time my favorite ever game is Fallout New Vegas. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a fan of making choices in video games and yeah. being able to do that. And the alchemy system and the crafting system is really good. So I'm just enamored with it at the moment. But six years late. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the uh, answer no, for no everybody. spoilers. No spoilers, thank you. Yeah, no, no, um, none from me. Uh, I actually haven't finished The Witcher. I've played through it four times, and I've never finished the full game. Um, I've done the DLCs, and I've played most of the game. I just haven't finished the main story. But there is the answer for everybody. If you 
have a game you don't like, make the graphics work, and then or make them worse, and then try it again. Maybe maybe you'll <laughs> enjoy it. Buy it on Switch. <laughs> yeah, buy all the games on Switch. That's that, that's Nintendo talking there. <laughs> Star Citizen coming soon. Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be crazy. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> that would be a literal picture it'd be one frame per <laughs> hour this has never worked one frame per year <laughs> um kate do you do you branch out from star citizen much you used to play elite dangerous more i don't know if you still do but what do you generally play outside of the big the big game the big scam i don't actually play any i i'm i'm the kind of I have consistently been the kind of person that can only play one game at a time and I get like obsessed with that one game. So um, when I got into online gaming, it was Armour, Armour 2, then Armour 3. Mm-hmm. And that was that was like a seven year kind of period of just playing Armour with different groups. Then it was Elite Dangerous for about two years, I'd say. And then finally now Star Citizen. And hmm. I may dabble with another game now and again, but I, I just can't. Whenever I have free time to game, and especially with content creation, actually, mm-hmm. I I just I only really I, I if I try and play something else, I, I will wish I was playing Star Citizen instead. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I also get that when it comes to making the videos, it's like you have to shift your brain to a different game. I mean, yeah. Sexy Biscuit, I'm sure you you deal with that because you do a lot more variety, I think, than both me or Kate do. Um, do you find it difficult to like go from one game to another and put you know you're not necessarily aiming to put out the content but does that get confusing at all does it throw a wrench in the process no i've always played a lot of games at once so it's the thing with me is play a game for too long just one game i Mm -hmm. get bored Mm -hmm. um and that happens with everything so i would jump between you know new vegas and, and skyrim recently and witcher now and 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 I'm jumping back now into Star Citizen, so um, I find it easy to do. But I know people, yeah, people do um, struggle to do that, and that's fair enough. But it's, uh, yeah, no, I, I like like playing different things, but there's too many games, isn't there? Really, <laughs> too many games. That's, <laughs> that's the crazy thing. Yeah. Like 15 years ago, it was like, okay, there's like four good games I want to play, but now you know, you'll talk to your average gamer and they'll have like 40 games in their in their Steam wish list or something. Yeah, How many games do you have on Steam right now? Me? Oh, gosh. Mine's oh, actually God, not that bad. Up. Mine's probably at like 15, maybe. I don't I don't actually play that many games. I'm more like a, like like Citizen Kate where I'll pick up a game and generally play that only for like a month or two. And even <laughs> then, sometimes I just get hooked. Like two or three years ago, I found Civ, Civilization Six, and it was like uh, 600 hours in the first year. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <Whoa>. yeah. <laughs> and so that was like all I was playing. Um, um, I've just looked it up and I have 1,272 games owned on Steam. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. That's, that's amazing. You could fill up a whole server how. bank with that. <laughs> Wonder I'm poor. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> guessing you haven't played through all of them. Not that I, not that I remember anyway. Uh, no, uh, there's a lot of just bundles I've bought. I, I guess. see. Yeah, yeah. I got a backlog to go through. Yeah, that's kind there's of what happens. You just you end up with this huge list of games that you want to play, like you were saying, but there's too many. Don't know what to I, do. 
I've just I've just logged in to check this now because I was curious. Mm-hmm. I have sixty seven games apparently, but I, honestly, I don't think I don't remember playing sixty seven games. Yeah, just happened to seem to own them. Yeah, I've definitely only two more, and I could have said nice. <laughs> <laughs> Missed out on that one. Go download two games. Yeah, go, go buy some. Um, uh, so you mentioned that uh, you, if you play one game for too long, you start to kind of get over it, uh, Sexy Biscuit. And that sounds like something that might have happened to Star Citizen. And we, we kind of, last time we were talking on this podcast, uh, we were talking about a lot of the positives and the great things that draw people to Star Citizen and keep you playing. But everybody, most people at least, go through a little bit of a burnout period. Would you say that you kind of hit a wall there at some point? Yeah, I it was there was I think we mentioned it when we talked afterwards, and I think I brought it up. I was worried I was going to get like that. Yeah, and and, and about a week. <laughs> so <laughs> you spoke it into uh, existence. It literally did. Um, it was. I just. I see a game and I'm like, it. I think the best way to explain it is on YouTube. A game, but does it? It stops being a game and becomes work. For me, mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen because I love Star Citizen. I love the games I've played, and the same thing happened with Kingdom Come, and the same thing happened with Mafia. And the it's hard as a content creator because you people are expecting you to keep uploading the same game. As a content creator, sometimes that's that's not viable because you won't have the energy there. Mm-hmm. If I if I sit there and I'm like, right, I got to play Star Citizen today. I've got to record a video. There's this build up of anticipation, and and you go to play it, and it's like, there's not, I don't have the love. I guess I do have love for Star Citizen, but I didn't have that passion to make a video. You know, I wasn't right. like, oh, I wonder what I can find today. I didn't have that. It had gone. It had just completely away so um that did happen and um i'm back i released a video today i'm back now but i'm gonna try and take it i'm not gonna try and do a video every other day like i was because i think that was was my problem it sounds but tiring. some people can upload videos like daily and that's amazing that they can do that yeah <laughs> i'm always yeah. impressed by anybody who can do more than one video a week <laughs> yeah I, yeah um, so yeah, burnout is real, and uh, I think people who don't do YouTube, people who aren't playing games for um, content creation, don't notice burnout, but I think everyone goes through it. Mm-hmm. They don't pick up on it, they're just like, oh, I'm, I want to play something else now. But burnout for us, I think, is a bit more substantial, and... Um, I want to bring the best. Uh, I want to bring the best. Sorry, my words. I want to bring the best content that I can, and I don't feel like I could do that if I was faking it. I get that, and um, and I, I I agree. People, uh, everybody goes through through burnout in some way. Definitely, Star Citizen. I think is a pretty big culprit of that too. You just, I mean, it's a game that you sort of have to bang your head against if you want to play regularly, and a lot of people get a little bit annoyed with that at times. But Citizen Kate, you were saying that you kind of, you found this good balance where you just are getting into the game, filming whatever you're doing for fun and having having fun with it. So you haven't really run into that problem yet, right? 
I, I do want to, I, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say I suffer from burnout. Um, I do try and pace myself with, I try and do two videos a week, sometimes three, but if I'm doing three, I agree with Sexy Biscuit. It becomes grueling at that point because mm-hmm. like to do the videos, the kind of videos I do, and I'm sure the videos are Sexy Biscuit as well, because I've seen her videos and they are, there's a lot of editing involved and you can make a 20 minute video that takes you like 10, 12, 14 hours to edit together so it's like i i always tell the people i'm playing with that like about 50 percent of my my time has to be spent editing and i what i find helps with with that process is because we, we do go out and we we try and we set up situations where they'll just be fun and we play them over fun but i'm very specific or careful within my within my org that my little inner circle of people they all have the understanding that I do need to get something out of it as well. I need to, I need to end the day with something that I can put in a video. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they and then and thankfully like my, my little group, the, the, the raccoons they're called, um, they're very, very good. They're very, very good at understanding that and, and working with me on that. Um, last week I had a bit of a catch up and I did four videos on the, Oh my God. I, it almost mm. killed me. Honestly. Yeah. It almost, it, it, when you're doing it at that pace, like you, you're finishing a video, you're uploading it and immediately starting editing on the next video. Mm-hmm. That's the point where, yeah, oh my God, it, it becomes something else altogether. Yeah. But I also, I also find that, um, again, I, I play very much mostly in groups. I, I it's almost everything I'm doing is with people from our org. So I tend to find there's more, a lot more video of it that I've recorded than I, can edit in a given time so there's always stuff like if i don't play over christmas now i've got five or six different things i can edit together into Mm -hmm. a video to to cover the holidays that's yes so that's that's really cool because i think that speaks to the content that that you make both of you make actually it's different from the content that i make which i feel is more time sensitive so I'm, I'm quite jealous of that because I really, I, I don't like um, having to make a video based on the time that it comes out. And I think that's something that happens a lot with Star Citizen because a lot of the content is so based on like the features and the development and that kind of stuff. But you both make things that are more narrative focused, character focused, story driven that you can kind of shoot, sit on for a couple of months and then put together into a video like you're talking about. Do you feel like Star Citizen is going to kind of head more in that direction for a lot of people i have felt the pull of what you're talking about like i i did a, a like a cinematic on the clouds of microtech because i thought well i i could already picture out what the video would be and thought well it's like a new thing it'll get lots of views and but generally i'm, I'm kind of i feel like i'm too slow off the mark to catch those kind of watershed moments and it's I hard. have to fall back on, yeah, Billy, I, I can understand, yeah, yeah. Especially for you guys, when you, you have to stay on top of it constantly. Um, it definitely is comforting to kind of be able to put things in your back pocket, but it's also then, I, I, there's two things that I feel like happen, there's two things I feel happen when you sit on something for a little while. One is you you come back to it with less enthusiasm than if I, if I, if I, if we do some crazy event and then the very next day I'm editing it together, I've got all of the enthusiasm from that event still in my mind. I know where all of the kind of fun moments are. If I come back to it like two or three weeks later, as I'm watching through it, I'm like picking up on those things again, but it's definitely lost some of its punch. Yeah. 
I completely agree with you. Completely. <laughs> Some of the stuff I look back on, if there's only like two weeks old, I'm like, oh, that was crap. <laughs> <laughs> that was, why did I think that was funny? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. That's a really interesting point. That actually, that's something that I realized with with the writing that I was doing. I was, I was working on a feature video uh, and I was like, this was cool two weeks ago, but is it really worth it now? It's not not exactly the same thing, but I've definitely got that feeling before. So, uh, one one thing mm -hmm. I think YouTube content ages so quickly. I think that's the biggest problem because it's like a video goes out, gets the views it has for a couple of days, and then it's just history. You don't. See, it's not recommended. It's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. You do need to be on the ball with that, and you need to get stuff out. And I, I, I will say, I, I, um, I can relate to you because I used to do patch note videos for Kingdom Come Deliverance when that was first released. I had to have those out, um, or edited or made before it got publicly released because mm -hmm. I, thankfully, Warhorse was able to give me the heads up. But that is is tough. But no videos and topics. The internet, like a week ago, was like ten years. Yeah, things internet. Move quick. Yeah, yeah, super quick, and that that really is quite stressful for yeah. content creators. Yeah. I mean, just look at Star Citizen. the The thing to talk about last week was, I mean, maybe Hovertech or 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 the Odyssey, but now it's you know it's yeah. Luminalia, it's three sixteen, it's this new yeah. hover hover vehicle coming in. It moves very fast. You're right. So oh, the Jump Town news happened. Has that is that in the past now? No, no. I, I heard <laughs> it's about like it briefly. Present, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the ongoing. Because yeah, three sixteen hasn't gone live yet, so most people haven't even really ah. played it. But the difference between the amount of time that say a video about Jump Town two would last in terms of reporting on hey, this is what Jump Town two versus if if one of you went out and made um, some sort of a narrative version of like a bounty hunter who went through jump town 2 and shot it as kind of a movie yes. that would stick around for much much longer right oh definitely yeah yeah and so star citizen just feels like it is one of those games that kind of gives you the tools to be able to make more content like that than than other games i don't have you have you guys seen other games that allow for as much we could call it role playing but really just being yeah. able to build immersion into the content you create like, I mean, to look at some of the machinima, for example, mm -hmm. the fact that, I mean, what, I mean, I can't think of another game that even has like face tracking, which allows people oh, no. to genuinely act out. Like if they're playing a character in, in the, in the machinima, I've seen you know, yeah, a lot of games have machinima, but to have that level of control, um, it's unbelievable. You know, it's remarkable. I know, I know my, my experiments with, um, this is why I don't have a working webcam right now, by the way. So I need to, I'm looking to get a webcam mm -hmm. to do FOIP properly. Um, and my previous experiments with a terrible web webcam that I, I just happened to have in the house, whether it was very, very um, inconsistent, should we say. Um, but, but it wasn't to the recommended specs of a webcam. It wasn't 60 frames per second. It wasn't the right resolution. Right, yeah. But I have seen the results in Machinima and, and even friends friends that we know that get very, very good results with the FOIP technology in the game. 
Um, I can't think of another game that has has that feature and can deliver that level of immersion in like narrative cinematic videos. Definitely, yeah. I um, I will say with Evelyn when I'm playing her I'm using a 30 FPS webcam, <laughs> and, uh, it's a it's a, just a 720p one. I think it's not. It's it's one of the classic Logitech ones. But okay, yeah. It's C920, I think. Um, it's crap. Uh, but, I think I got that sitting over here uh, somewhere, actually. But it, that's the thing. We, we, that's one thing that gets in the way of content creation for me in doing Star Citizen videos is one day I'll turn it on and it will be great. I can do the brain freeze bit from that video where I ate the ice cream and was like, oh, brain freeze. And my, my face actually captured perfectly. And then you'll have days where one eye is just closing, opening, closing, <laughs> opening. And my mouth is going up like this. I, I get the same thing. Yeah. 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 You have to do multiple takes, like like 10 takes at most, get that perfect shot. And I can imagine someone doing it in, in Machinima must do it for hours do you know though i will say that i think because i because i i've noticed that you and you and me we wear very similar glasses and i can't yep. help but think that glasses may be playing a part in that um i take mine off when i'm oh I, clever yes the problem is i can't see so <laughs> i have to gauge if i've made the shot or not um so, no, with the glasses on, no, your eyes do go all over the place. They go up yeah. and down. And it's terrible. Um, but if I take them off, it, it does settle. Uh, but yeah, as I said, I, I literally can't see. So I, I don't know if I've made the shot or not until I'm editing. Wow. That, that is a problem, um, especially if there was a joke I really wanted to make in the video and I can't use it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but one of the... I will say, last thing, sorry. No, 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 <laughs> I please keep going. Um, one, one thing I, I, um, that I really do think helps, okay, when you start doing this, make sure to keep moving your character. Because moving, uh, one of the biggest little secrets I have with Evelyn, she's constantly moving her head. She, when she laughs, she looks down so it doesn't capture not me laughing. Um, oh. like Facial-wise, it's all uh, like it's like a magician. It's yeah. all like secret tricks that you don't see. But it, it takes your mind off of her actual facial features because she's so animated with the mouse. Um, I hadn't so that, thought of that, and that actually yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Sound stationary. Yeah, I, well, my test, my test for like camera fixed on the face, kind of. Yes. I suppose that immediately brings any kind of like. Um, oddities like yeah. into direct focus, yeah. Yeah, like a magnifying That's that's oh. some pro tips right there. Sexy biscuit, oh. right in the book, <laughs> right in the book on FOIP right now. <laughs> Write it down, folks. Take some yeah. notes. Really janky FOIP, but yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, that's that <laughs> kind of. It, it, it's like in the spirit with Star Citizen, right? It's like you have this amazing system that is so cool and has the most incredible uh, possibilities, but it kind of just like doesn't really <laughs> quite do it you have to the work way. hard to make yeah. it work yeah. yeah so so looking at the future though of content we have grand theft auto is huge for kind of like role-playing machinima style gameplay i don't really mm. know much <laughs> beyond that to be honest um do you see uh, those no. um I was just going to say, I, I don't, I don't know of any. Yeah, um, I can't I mean, think of any other major ones. I'm sure there, are, there are plenty. There's like, you know, Second Life and 
um, these different games where you're playing more of this social aspect, dare I say it, because it's 2021 and I feel like I have to, uh, metaverse-like games. But yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Just no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but do you, do you guys see Star Citizen having the appeal to pull like that more general crowd that follows Grand Theft Auto just for the role-playing aspect? Because no, you don't think so? No. I, I, I think that, well, I don't want to categorize, but I think a majority of people that play GTA online or whatever wouldn't have the, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? They patience. wouldn't have the, it, patience. <laughs> patience to Look. deal with this game. It is not. It's not the game bugs or anything. I'm not, that's what I'm, not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about learning everything because you have to learn how to fly. You have to learn how to take advantage of all the different features in the game. Yeah, I think that Star Citizen is a is a very big learning curve mm -hmm. in a good way. I think it's very oh, yeah. deep. Yeah. Um. But I don't think the more casual player would be able to jump into that. Um. And I think that a negative but i think it's also a positive because the people that do play star citizen have that patience and i think they share that with us and that's cool and we yeah. have a nice community and it's yeah. great and i don't i mean i want to see like a ton of 12 year olds running around <laughs> saying swear words and slurs you know it's, it's not really <laughs> the 12 year olds are mean they'd be killing us I have noticed a distinct lack of that actually in star citizen oh. yeah you know that the, it does tend to be I mean, you get you do get your you get your you know your gankers and the people who pad ram and stuff like that. But I've not noticed any even in the the, the you know the um, text chat. Uh, it's never devolved to the level I have witnessed in some other games, which is which is an interesting thing to observe. Um, but I, I think that in terms of like the 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 narrative adventure, the role play side of Star Citizen, I think that I think that it will appeal to an audience on that level i think what's needed at the moment is i think when pyro comes in that will be like a watershed moment for that because they will then be a frontier to cross like right now it's like you you people like i got it i got introduced to the game and enamored with it and you're like oh my god there's all these places to visit yeah. and there are a lot of places to visit and there's still places that i've yet to visit really but i've been to every planet every moon and Stanton itself then feels less like some kind of great, great frontier. You know, it's it's like you're conducting business in your hometown, if you will. And exciting things happen, and and they do every day. But when when there is that frontier to cross into the unknown, where everything is dangerous and you can't trust anyone, and you're not two minutes from home all the time, that will be a huge moment, I think, for the storytelling and for the role play and for for interacting with other groups that are like not just not just people like so we we in our we have to yeah. in order to kind of like put on the events we put on we have to have people playing as the enemies you know or kind of you know an, an op op for sight if you yeah. will and when you've got that frontier to cross and, and people are exploring it for the first time and and working out what their agenda in this new place is going to be I, I think that will be a like a truly epic storytelling period of the game for sure oh yeah so excited so so i can so assume exciting. that pyro is the most exciting thing for you next year oh undoubtedly yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is next year <laughs> yeah uh no i, I really hope next, next year, year is my term for oh. the next five decades or five years <laughs> <Decades>. <laughs> yeah. uh 
Yeah, that's going to be so exciting. Like you will have factions that grow that only live in the, in that star system. You know, you'll have. Yeah. Oh, it's just the idea of flying into that like that. What is it like a nebula or something where the jump gate's going to be? Oh yeah, like the gas just clouds that. around the the, yeah. the jump area. Yeah. If people could hide in those and then come out and attack you. There are so many possibilities for storytelling in those. Yeah. It's going to empire. It's a uh, opening, you know, that that's something that I think kind of caught me by surprise is how much emphasis they're putting on Pyro being a new system. You know, I figured they would make a big deal out of it cuz it is a pretty big deal, but the way that they're they're uh framing it is almost like it almost feels like a, a DLC or an expansion to a finished game, not just an update to a game in development. And oh no, no. I don't know if that's how they're what they're going for exactly, but it really does come off as, hey, we we want to we want to bring a new way of playing Star Citizen. We want to kind of start over, refresh, uh, refresh what you guys think of this game. It'd be interesting to see if yeah, they do uh, that. Yeah, definitely. And I think as Kate said, it's going to bring in a load of new people as well. I'm glad about that, so. I do feel though, like I, it felt to me at least like um, at SitCon, so it was my first first SitCon and we, we got that amazing opening segment about Life Universe and showing Pyro and we were like super excited and I had to kind of remind myself like five minutes into it, like this is not right on our doorstep, you know, this is we're not, we're not we're not about to get to go to this place it's going to yeah. be a ways off yet and, and that was sad but it will be great when it great when it finally arrives it's always been the uh long-term struggle of star citizen <laughs> <laughs> looking at everything and being like all right that's gonna be a while <laughs> but it is it it's nice people will say oh pyro's been right around the corner for years but it's never been covered. Like we've never seen in engine shots of Pyro. They've never been on the planet in game. Like they've never actually detailed the lore, the gangs, the space stations, the planets to the, the amount of detail that they have now. So it's definitely different. Um, and I think everybody's kind of buzzing with a little bit of excitement for it. But with that sort of that caveat, like you said, that it's still a ways off and we don't even know if we're going to get it next year. I was really surprised actually when they did the year in, year in review video. So I obviously showed up midway through this year, mm-hmm. and it's surprising. Like well, when you, you know when you, you join a new game and you see the features that are currently in the game, and your mind just clicks that they must have all, all, always been there. And to hear about how recent some of those features even were, it's amazing. When you look at that year in review video and you see like how much progress has been made this year, and a good example from from sitcom even is um they showed the clouds on terrestrial planets at sitcom and now we have some on microtech and it's been yeah. one patch you know yeah. it's amazing yeah yeah it's this is actually that's a really good we should talk about that let's talk about that a little bit because both of you came this year um sexy biscuit you came like two months ago into star citizen september yeah so <laughs> I don't know if you saw the, the, the year in review video, but was there anything in particular that stood out to you? I actually haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Can you send me a link later? The, um, yeah. <laughs> the, for me, it was the um, reputation system because that was just immediately available to me when I started the game. And that, that was like a patch before I joined, it turns out. And I just, you know, in your mind, you just think, oh, it's just always been part of the game. But, you said the yeah. reputation? 
the reputation system yeah. yeah 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 that's a i think that's one of the biggest uh additions this year and one that kind of you forget about because it was so early like we got reputation in december of last year but they didn't allow us to actually graphically see it for ourselves until like march or april ah okay uh, well you kind of like reputation's huge i don't do missions for anything other than reputation at this point right and, yeah and it's just it's it's crazy that we didn't have it a year ago all you were able to do because there was no wipe so everybody had plenty of money was just going to play to play so that's a that is a good good addition i like that um what are you guys looking forward to next year i mean we already talked about pyro a little bit but did you, was there anything else that, that if they've talked about recently? We've got things like the planetary nav mesh and... Um... Um, yeah, the nav mesh for NPCs on planets. But but like as a, as an addendum to that, give me a goddamn compass and a map, please. Like we need <laughs> to be able to navigate on the ground. It's it's unworkable in the current situation where we don't have a, we've got a compass on Dragonfly now, but the Dragonfly, we are using it, the raccoons, the little recon element of our org. We are using the PTV to get around because the, the detection range on a dragonfly is insane. It's 12 kilometers. You can detect a dragonfly. So um, we could definitely do with with a map and a compass of some kind. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. We were supposed to get that. I don't know if you saw that. It was on the roadmap this year. We were supposed to get uh, FPS scanning and radar the patch after the ship one so that would have been 315 we were supposed to get it got delayed super big bummer because like <laughs> like you many of us have been lost <laughs> like, i remember yeah. multiple times where i would like there was one time when i crash landed on a moon and i thought this was the coolest most immersive experience i crash landed on a moon because my ship couldn't make it all the way to the outpost and i had to get out of the ship and hoof it all the way to the outpost and i could wow. not find the outpost I knew where it was, but there was no way for me to know what direction I was going, where I was coming from. I had to like look, get into the star map on my um, on my Moby glass, zoom into where I was on the planet, highlight the outpost to see what the path was looking like, and then move for like two minutes, go back into the Moby glass, see if that path got shorter. And if it didn't, then I was going in the wrong direction. But it was just like, it'd be so cool to be able to navigate on the ground. That's a huge one. Yeah. Um, I think uh, um, scrapping ships that you find out in the middle of space, mm. that feature that's going to be coming, you can um, tear, tear apart ships and sell the bits and stuff. That's something that I'm quite excited about because I ended up finding a wreck in the middle of space a, couple, a month ago. That was an amazing moment, but I wasn't able to do anything with it. There wasn't anything in there. It would be really cool if I could go inside and be like, find some loot or something or some more things like that. And of course, performance. I mean, I obviously um, think switching to Vulcan, hopefully soon. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully. That, hopefully. Uh, that is, that's my biggest thing. Because right now, perform. yeah, we, we, I think we mentioned this before, but performance isn't... Um, it can definitely be better, and I'm, I'm I can't wait for that under DirectX 12 and stuff to add it into the game. Yeah. Um, and I know it's not. I don't think it's on the roadmap, but I would. I just want. Uh, I, I don't think they've touched FOIP, have they? Since they implemented it, right? Not really. No. No. So I think it would be nice if they could go in and 
um, just uh, patch it up or you know just add some features. Just make it a bit more um, uh, <laughs> the word uh, reliable. <laughs> Viable, yes, uh, and consistent. That's yeah. the word. Consi yeah, uh, consistency consistent. would be nice. Yeah, uh, I think that would be really, really nice. Uh, but uh, apart from that, no pyro. Obviously, I just part of the part of the enjoyment for me is just like seeing when something's announced. Me like, oh, that's exciting. Yeah, um, like thinking that far ahead. There's so many things that are on the roadmap, and um, a small three of those will be coming next year so i'm just excited just to hear what's coming next you know that's i think that's the wonder of star citizen for me mm -hmm. if if we're doing like wish list stuff it would be like so we've got the we have two boarding missions right now we've got the 890 jump we've got the price of freedom which is my favorite mission which is the criminal boarding a caterpillar mission yeah I think it would be cool just to see random ships that have been hostily taken over in Yellow's Rings or something that you can just find and, you know, and, and all different types of ships, you know, just have ships out there that you can pull up to and take out a few fighters and board that ship and kill some people on board. That'd be cool. Um, NPCs in EVA, uh, NPCs on oh. the ground. I know at the minute it's like they can't do planetary nav meshes, but they could, like, we've got a bunch of sniper rifles, we've got a bunch of long-range weapons. They could just have guards stationary they could have them on those little miniguns outside of the bunkers or just on the little platforms like i think players are more like i i certainly am they're more excited about something to shoot at than whether that dude is running around or different places and <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. a good point and the fact that they added those turrets and didn't like they, there's literally no reason to use those turrets unless you're shooting it yourself <laughs> so that's uh, those would be great additions and making the the ship derelict or like the ship boarding missions like a packaged mission type so they could just apply it to other ships like that yeah. that's a good good yeah. idea i'd love that i like having like freighters out in space that you could attack or um do they take pirates out that like take you out of warp and stuff because apparently that was in the game and now it isn't uh it's still it's still in the game and apparently the glitch there's a glitch where like they'll interdict you, but they're too slow, so they uh, they're not oh. there when you oh, actually drop see out. Them then. That that explains so much. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if it's that or you're getting interdicted by wreckage or asteroids because that's also a thing. But that's what I've seen people say. I think that would be a really nice thing to. That's something that Elite Dangerous did well. Is if it like the AI knows that you have a lot on board and it'll be like, kind of like hunt you down. Mm -hmm. I think that could be really cool if they implemented that a bit more heavily. Um, because, yeah, if I haven't taken a lot of cargo, it would be nice to have to ask someone, oh, could you come with me to protect me? Because that's how it would be, right? I mean, yeah. that's definitely. More, so I, I think it's going to be more prevalent. I think that, that could definitely be bumped up and hopefully the bugs fix where they're too slow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully, but, yeah. ho hopefully the, the things like the, uh, the new renderer and possibly static server meshing with what little that might do hopefully those can lift up some of the overhead or or raise a ceiling per se to allow them to put more of this stuff in because yeah just like content density would be nice yes um, definitely a couple of the things you had mentioned you wanted to to see improvements on well either one of the things you were talking about foip another thing that i would like to see in the same corner sort of strain and i feel both of you being content creators might agree on this is a better camera system 
or at least improvements to the current camera system. Yeah. Because <laughs> it drives yeah. me nuts. Um, it, having, I've learned that you can apparently set favorites. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like key bindings F4. for specific views. It's never seemed to work for me. And does it reset every time you start the game? Mm. No, it shouldn't. No. Huh. The, tr the trick is like so. I, I learned this. I, I I was really confused by the instructions at first. When you're setting it, you like hold F four and you hold like the the numpad key mm -hmm. that you want to set it to. You need to hold it for a few seconds and then uh, when you, when you want to go back. Yeah, because that that tripped me up for so long. Um, just been tapping it like I, like, I would just press two like well, I would like. The instructions make it seem like that, don't it? The instructions yeah. that I've I've read. I was under the same impression where it's like just push one, push the other, saves it. Huh. Um, I would love to be able to detach the camera or have a stationary camera that like maybe just follows the ship, you know, or follows oh, what you're doing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, maybe set it via coordinates so you could then film a ship coming out of warp. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. It's there's so much, so much, so much cool things that you could film in this game, but it just gets so hard. It's like the the thing that drives me nuts the most is how the camera will interact with anything physical in the game. So if there's another player that runs through, if there's an NPC that keeps walking oh, through back and yes. forth, yeah. just all that stuff. The, the amount of times I've had to redo a shot like five times because I'm doing like a kind of panning shot of my character walking through some, through mm -hmm. somewhere and an npc just happens to walk past on the camera yeah like jolts forward and yeah yeah it's oh my the microtech in the fitness center where the people <laughs> yes. running around the course yeah. I'm yes. in there, eating my ice cream for Ooh. a bit of the video and maybe someone run behind me the camera goes Whoa. If it pans out, I'm like, I might do that again. Someone else runs past me. I was yep. like, you come on. <laughs> over and over again. I'll move. Do you, know, yes. do you know the big one for me, actually, the one that really always, so I try and get these, I try and get like smooth tracking shots of things. And in a ship, it's fine. The sensitivity in a ship seems to be well balanced. Now, you can't get smooth movements with the mouse. So I've set it so okay. my stick, I can use that. Even when I'm from on foot, I can use my stick to kind of just just very gently or just kind of smoothly pan the camera around. Um, the sensitivity is crazy. Like I have to, <laughs> to get a, to get the kind of slow dramatic shots I'm after, I have to try and very, very slightly just move the stick ever so slightly. I really wish there was a way to adjust that sensitivity yeah, so that you could use like, the, the full range of the stick. Doesn't it make you like, it, it, you concentrate so hard on not trying to move too much that when you finally get that perfect rate of movement, you immediately move out of the way. You're like, <laughs> you yes, absolutely, up. Yeah. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> oh my when you're gosh. trying to pan the camera up with the bloody uh, page up and page down, they, they they go in weird increments, and it's like you pu push it, and it's a bit too high, and then you push it down, and it's a bit too low. It's like you can't get <laughs> it going back in the forth. right way. <laughs> also. Have you That's noticed cool. that um, when you like, so if you're trying to get a shot, of, there should be a there should be a, a camera mode when you're in a ship that does like you in the cockpit. Because if you're trying to get a shot of that, you have to get the camera in like really close to yourself and really kind of zoomed in, and then it oh. it's got this sway to it that is amplified enormously because you've got the camera so close, and it, it makes the minus shot. one. If I use yeah 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 the plus or minus for the for the zooming yeah. 
no, 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 not Zoom. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I didn't even know there was a one for Plus. But uh, I, yes. I know that there's like the GoPro camera you can press by, pr- by pushing oh, down. Okay, yeah, no, no, I know. Uh, what yeah, you're doing, the yeah. selfie. Yeah. I, I've never uh, used yeah. that. I've never used it. No, but I am, I am aware of it. <laughs> there. Um, also, I would recommend. Sorry. Um, uh, just quickly, I would recommend using a Xbox One 360 controller because that is smooth analog movement. So what I use. Um, if you have, yes, okay, right? okay, okay. Yeah, it, it, they're very cheap to pick up, even if it's a third-party one. Um, and just connect it to the computer and use that as a camera mover, basically, and not use it for the game, but use it as a as a camera mover would would fix, I think, some of your issues. But I, I do agree with you completely. It's the sensitivity is too high. The best. I will have to give it a go. I know Will's got one because he's he's used on his PC before, so I'll definitely give that a go. The best part help. about using the Xbox controller now is there's, I'm not sure if this is new or not. I, I should know, but I don't. Uh, you can, the, the Z key for free look toggles now. So when you have the Xbox <laughs> controller, you can move the camera and change the direction of view without touching the keyboard, which is very nice. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Did not know that it toggles. Yeah, I, I, I only just, that? no, I only just noticed it this week. I don't know if it was maybe a 316 PTU thing maybe or uh, I'm not sure but uh, it's been working it, yeah, very only, well yeah I've been on 315 I haven't even touched um, 316 yet so that might be a thing that, that sounds that sounds awesome so okay. these problems that we're talking about are spe- fairly specific to people who use the camera a lot and like people who are creating content but also people who are taking pictures or working in some of these ship contests that they do and mm-hmm. like I always look at the way that Star Citizen works in terms of marketing, and a lot of the marketing comes from the people who are making the content, um, which depends on the camera system, the FOIP system, like we're talking about, all these kinds of things. And I think to myself, that's never going to be false. Look at the graphics, look at the detail, look at the content that you guys are already making. This is going to be a huge part of the future of Star Citizen using these tools. So I'm curious what you guys think of how important is it for star citizen or cig rather to not necessarily eat into other features but use their funds and development time to continue to build other features that make this kind of content more possible not just the content but also the detail the 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 background the background for role players the people who are taking pictures do you, do you guys think that that's an important thing that they should be focusing on a lot? Do you think they should have a camera feature out next year or should they kind of hold off on that? I I feel like, that, that uh, funny enough, actually, I just thought of something that would be hugely beneficial to content creators and role players that they could do, uh, I think, at very little development cost. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I mean, obviously, uh, being a content creator, I'm going to say, yeah, they should they should put some time into yeah, improving the camera systems. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing that, that we could really use, and, and especially in places like Art Corp, for example, because Art Corp is a very, very amazingly distinct planet with very an amazingly distinct environment very little of which we can actually make use of mm-hmm. they should put in some kind of like blank canvas areas like like so if they could put a location in that is kind of like city streets of area 18 but there's nothing going on there that we could uh, that, when there's no armistice zone and you could oh, just yes. go there and just do whatever you could have a battle oh there you gosh. could set up some scenes <laughs> Like, and they could do that. This in other places too. They could have a part of Lawville, for example. Again, it's just blank canvas. It's just, it's just a p- 
piece of that kind of environment that is open for anyone to use for any purpose. Um, because yes. so much of the game right now is the players have got to make their own content because like there are missions and there's the reputation and there's the background stuff. But if you want to do really interesting content, like the really interesting stuff that we've done has all been ideas we've come up with and we put the teams together and played the scenario out. Having more environments to do that in, I think would help with orgs. It would help with role players, with machinima makers. Um, and I, I don't feel like that would, I, I could be wrong on this, of course, but I don't feel like that would eat into development time too much if the assets for those locations already exist. Sets, yeah. Like, like we, we could have separate sets for each area. And, um, and then we could go, yeah, exactly as you said, we could go and do different things in there and use it for filming. Um, also, a green screen area. So we can oh, actually have our yeah. character. Yeah, because then you can c cut out your character and have them wherever. Have a green screen wall or something, and then we can um, chroma key them out. You know, I completely agree with you. That that would be amazing, and I don't think it would be that much of a much work. I don't think because yeah. there's so much stuff we never do. Work, you know, we never do. And then they and then they like they're like, oh yeah, you got to do this little thing, and they like have a whole video to explain <laughs> explain why would this would this area have a crime sets. Or would it just no, be like free? I, no. Well, okay. I think that oh, again, this is just this, this is dream then. It's all but theoretical. I, I, yeah. think, I I think that well, I, I'm I'm biased on this too because my particular like the, the part of the org that I am in of our org is the part that goes and shuts down the comrades for the rest of the org. So we're like really accustomed to just shutting that down before we go and do anything. Mm -hmm. Um. So to me, it wouldn't matter if it was. Um, I'm going to use um, I'm going to use Art Corp as, as an example because it is my favourite planet, and I would love to be able to do something there, combat related. There's so much of the planet that I've flown down to, and there's like, these massive industrial areas and things like that. But you can't land there, so you can't you can't do anything with it. But it would be amazing to do things against that backdrop. Yeah. Um, so, I think that there would be obviously the problem with griefers. But what if? created a separate tab in the menu the private lobby or you it would be a youtuber or content creator section and it would just load you could pick like um like the uh, free fire um the 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 testing out different shit mode in the main menu you mm -hmm. know that um, yeah. flight mode whatever yeah that but for like different sets and then you could invite specific people into a multiplayer lobby and film all the stuff you needed to and then I you wouldn't have that. to worry about crime stats, and you wouldn't have to worry about people coming down and being able to get away with anything. Yeah, it's I, almost. I would. Go ahead. I would live that. For, I would live that for several reasons. I mean, not least of which is that um, losing gear is annoying. Like, like I know yeah. the, the new system. It's like the, the day one of the day one of the the new. You lose everything when you die was genuinely like i played the game differently like i was really careful because i only had the gear that i had with me yeah. and and then i made a few i made credits that first day and i just rose here which went and bought 20 of everything and the only thing that's changed with with the new system where you lose all your gear it, like it hasn't made me more cautious of death it just means it's more annoying when you respawn because you've got to manually put everything back on your character yeah. i think that there should only be some kind of like gear insurance which I, i'm i'm certainly wouldn't go in that direction because i would probably negate yeah. the whole reason for any of that 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 penalty but 
what would be good is at least if you have everything I think there should be like a preset loadout thing. Definitely. Where you go, you think, okay, I want this loadout, and as long as everything exists in your local inventory to make that loadout yeah. happen, just chuck it all on your character. But Dan, we need to send these to CIG. <laughs> oh, I think <laughs> I think ideas are, I think that's great. definitely something that they they're they've got planned. I mean, they it seems like they've got a lot of people who like all the systems that they see in games that we're playing all the time like you know good good systems like what you're talking about it's a really good system find it in other games but they can't do it because they're still building just like the super basic part of it but i think that yeah. once by the yeah. time we get the physical inventories and you go up to a locker and you press the button it'll probably yeah. be like oh yeah this locker has everything you know that you want to put on and it just puts it on for you oh yeah that nice. would be that would be fantastic that'd be great oh <laughs> just the idea of all you know like i was um i bought the oh well no i didn't buy it it's in my inventory it's the the ship that looks like a klingon warbird slash robin thing it's got the uh, feathers prowler? on the back nice maybe uh, uh, yeah, the drop ship. no not the drop ship oh. it's the l l l l so anyway, one of those. But it's a fighter. But it's um, I was trying to find the entrance to it because I, mean, I can I can never bloody get on ships. I'm <laughs> awful at finding the door. Um, but it, I, I was going around with all these buttons on it, and I was pushing all these buttons, and like the engine came out, and then the thrusters, like well, the shield generator, just popped out the side. I was like, that's great when we can actually use them. Yeah. Because um, right now we can't do anything with those. We right. can't repair them little welder tool like from far cry 2 you know just like go up to it and just prod it with your welder tool well again it's the long-term problem with star citizen you know we, we see everything that we want to have but they haven't made it yet so we just kind of we're like when yeah and they're always like soon the thing is it's it's, it's ambition in a way that like i i've i try and explain this to anyone that that i mean people 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 make a fuss about the, the level of funding um, but and I think they forget that that funding has like you spread that number over a decade and per year that doesn't it isn't so much of a of an enormous figure. Yeah. But it is ambition on a level that has never been attempted before. Like, I can't. Yeah. I, I don't think. I don't think a project of this magnitude and this fidelity. I think I'm not even sure it will be like um, attempted again. Like the, the, to me, Starcism is it's not just like the best game that i've played it's the game you know it feels like it will be the game um and and it has its moments of frustration but they never outweigh the kind of the the majesty of what it even even right now of what it is at this moment in time yeah. let alone what it's going to be that's that's kind of the i we hear that so much like Everybody, not everybody, a lot of people who play this game will, will say that. You'll find that that's a pretty common opinion. This is a game that has that is doing things differently than anything we've seen. Um, it's breaking boundaries. It's pushing the limit. It's just frustrating that you don't get to hear that from anybody outside of the Star Citizen circle. Because you never know if we're just sitting here in a circle constantly telling each other that because we're having this amazing time and we're just tricking ourselves or... If it's actually true i believe it's true but my goal is to find other people who can look at this from the outside perspective and and understand what you're seeing 
because I think that's really it's it's important not just for games but also a lot of what's going on in tech right now star citizen i think is doing some things that uh are happening outside of gaming and, and we're kind of seeing a convergence and i feel like star citizen is one of the places where that's happening but nobody's really caring to talk about it that much there's me so much <laughs> i want people to talk about it i want people to see it i yeah. want people to experience it you they're know? gonna have to put out squadron 42 before people take it seriously i guess but it sounds like yeah, you I'm both not even that excited about it. it's like squadron 42 yeah, I mean, yeah. Mean, trust me it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah i'm i'm i the only the only aspect of squadron 42 that interests me is that it means more stuff will end up in the pu that's fair yeah that's true <laughs> Also, you get that ship at the end, and that's, that's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't care about Squadron at all, but it will validate the company in a lot of people's eyes. Once they release True. a game, I think that's going to be the point at which a lot of people are like, okay, this is real. Something's actually happening here. Yeah. I'll, Once I'll check it out. that single-player mode, it's, it's now a packageable game, you mm -hmm. know? Especially if they can port it to console. Whew. Oh, my gosh. That <sighs> would... That would single-handedly make people PC gamers, I think. I think they would play Squadron 42 and want to buy a PC to go play Star Citizen if Squadron is, is good enough. Have they ever talked about having Star C uh, Squadron 42 as its own package for console? Have they ever talked about that? They haven't talked about uh, well, it, I don't think. I think that would actually be a great marketing strategy. It, if they were able to release that as its own spin-off thing and be like, oh, now you can explore the entire star system. Well, that's how it's going to work on PC, right? They're, they're like, yeah. play this yeah. game. You're basically acting in the military. And then Star Citizen is what, what you're doing after you retire from Squadron 42. Uh, okay. And so, yeah. um, I mean, they're working with Fire Sprite. Fire Sprite is known to do ports. Um, and they're a good developer. Um, that's not me saying that they're going to be the ones who make it a console port, but like, I think there's definitely possibility that that could happen. I hope so, because a lot of my comments, I see people asking if there's going to be a console release. You know, yeah, is this going to be on Xbox One and PS4? And I'm like, no. Mm, yeah, uh, not that. <laughs> no. No. Uh, PS, late PS5 Series X game, maybe. Yeah, possibly. But... For Squadron, but not, yeah. not for Star Citizen. But it sounds like yeah, both no. of you are very interested in um, sticking with this for a while. This is a game that you're going to be watching for Definitely. a long time. Oh, undoubtedly, yeah, yeah. It's going to go on for the rest of our lives, so we can't have to. You know? <laughs> not going to, not going to launch till we're grandparents, anyways. Yeah, there you go. Hey, grandkids, I used to play this game when I was a kid. <laughs> I, I, I have no oh. doubt. I mean, I have some doubt, but like, I could see that happening. To be honest, the way that things are going. Um, but I think this, this is a good time for us to wrap this up. It's about an hour, um, and I wanted to have you both on here to talk about the game and how you felt about some of these systems that are developing. I feel like we had an amazing talk. I hope you guys both enjoyed it, oh. and I hope everybody enjoyed this talk who's listening live as a supporter or watching on YouTube maybe or listening on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast. And uh, you. if you don't mind, could you both... Both tell everybody where they might be able to find you and, and what kind of content you're making to get them interested, the sales pitch. Yeah, so I am Citizen Kate, and then there's parentheses, and Will, who is my husband. 
um, who occasionally does like narration and things. Um, but according to GG360, he doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> he's not a, like he's, he's on AI. the screen or anything. <laughs> yeah, it's not just GG360. Um, I mean, a lot of people in the comments are like, hang on a minute. <laughs> I, I, I make kind of narrative driven, it's gameplay video, so it isn't, it isn't machinima, but there is a narrative to it. Um, based on my my org skunk quirks and specifically my little recon group, the rebel raccoons within that org. Um, and I, like I said, that's um, Citizen Kate. Cool. <laughs> and sexy biscuit. Uh, uh, hello. <laughs> hi. Uh, hi. Um, I'm the creator of the Peak of the Penguin song. Um, a good song. Hit number one on Apple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Top of the billboards. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I have a little a little request uh, to CIG. Please make a peek of the penguin backpack it's for me. Do it. Um, I I do YouTube times. Uh, it's I, I just make silly content. It's uh, Star Citizen, Kingdom Come Deliverance, um, Fallout, whatever. It's my fancy. Um, but if you like a stupid, silly, random content and just to have a laugh, then. Check me out over there and on Twitter at a sexy biscuit. I'm on there all the time, so and um, thank you for letting me be on. Of course, <laughs> for awesome. a lot of fun. I hope to be on again. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. I've, I have very much enjoyed this conversation and being on the show. Thank you for inviting me on as well. No problem. The, the people who listen to this show love to hear different opinions and, and uh, points of view from, especially people who are newer to the game, who have come from different games. So we really appreciate your perspectives and your time. Thank you so much for being here. Um, for everybody who's listening, of course, I got to plug myself real quick. Uh, people clicking off. I don't like that. <laughs> Stay around. Uh, this is a show that is supported <laughs> supported by the supporters. Uh, it's ad-free on all audio formats because Patreons help to keep it that way. So thank you. If you would like to help support this, support my YouTube channel, support my family, uh, you can find us on Patreon and support us there. We are doing a pretty big rework on that starting for the new year with exclusive videos and new stuff coming. So check it out. Just check it out. And uh, really, that's about it for me. I don't have too much else to talk about. This is our Christmas special, I guess. Christmas is like five days away. So uh, happy holidays, everybody. Whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> oh, well, I need to buy presents. Yeah, oh, you, got, you got a little bit of time left. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. At least now, we're still a week away. By the time this is live, it, you won't have as much time. So you got a couple extra days, but... Um, yeah, this will be our Christmas episode. Next episode is going to be a special. Me and my wife, we're actually going to sit down and talk about the brand, what's coming up next, and the next year in Star Citizen and what we saw last year. So if you guys would like to hear that, make sure to tune in. But other than that, I'd like to thank everybody for coming. Citizen Kate and Sexy Biscuit, thank you for being the guests. And uh, we'll see you next week, guys. Bye.